those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Good morning, locksmiths of all ages, all genders, all breeds, all species, wherever you're at, whoever you are, whatever you're bred from, whoever your parents are. We appreciate you tuning in to the number one sports podcast in the world. That's a fact. Book it. Um, it, It's the greatest time of the year. I'm not going to waste any time getting into this. It's March Madness, greatest time of the year. And yes, of course, I'm talking about the NIT tournament, Spaz. It's just that time of year again. Obviously, we have so much college basketball going on. I know you're a big NIT guy. Um, no, I'm totally just kidding. NIT is garbage. It's a I'm not, not. In, not, not in, in, invited. Is it a not invited tournament? What do those cats say? Yeah, it's not invited. Not in tournament. Not, not in tournament. That's right. No, I'm talking about the real tournament, the NCAA tournament, March Madness. We have so much to get into. And what's awesome about this episode, guys, is we're going to make you a ton of money. That is a fact. We're gonna we're probably gonna pay this month, and if you put enough money down, we're gonna pay next month's rent for you. So make sure to get your pen and paper out. We're gonna be going crazy this year. Um, Spaz, I mean, I mean, what do we think here? I don't even know where to start. There's just so much to jump into. I guess the first thing would just be who's the champ, who's winning this thing. Yeah, so I love Texas A and M to win the NIT. Uh, they open up. At I'm talking about the women's, the women's NCAA tournament. I got oh, Stanford. Okay. I got Western Delaware Community College. <laughs> no, but of course we got to jump into it, man. We got to talk. We got to talk. What, what's going to make the people money? I don't even think you can legally bet on women's college basketball. So we got to talk about what's going to get people paid this March and early April. I'm going to kick us off. I'll just say it first because I'm looking here in the notes. It looks like we have the same team. I'm saying Arizona. They're the hottest team in the world. Rally the Valley. You know that's my squad. Not really, but I think they're going to win it all. What about you? You you agree with that? Yeah, I love Arizona. Tommy Lloyd was an assistant coach at Gonzaga for 22 seasons. Him and Mark Few are best friends. He knows everything Mark Few taught him, but Arizona has more talent. Obviously, easier to get more recruits to Arizona than Gonzaga. I love Arizona to roll, and they have the easiest region. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They're coming out of the south. I mean, this is a cakewalk. If all goes chalk, they're going to be facing um, either Bryant or Wright State. They're in the first round. We're going to find that out. I believe that one's today or tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Okay, so they're going to be playing one of those dog shit teams. And then they have Seton Hall. Again, this is if all goes chalk. They have Seton Hall, Houston. And then Villanova, let me, yeah, Villanova. And then to get into the final four, no, I'm tripping. Hold on. Yeah, so so they, so it's Houston. Dude, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, Seton Hall, Houston, Villanova. That just, I feel like I'm not including enough games. Are you got a bracket pulled up, Spaz? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Houston, Illinois, Tennessee, Villanova. Ohio State, Loyola, they're they're in a terrible region. Right. So, yeah, it would be Seton Hall, Houston, Villanova, and then in the final four they would obviously, you know, play whoever comes out of the Midwest. But we'll get into that in a little bit. So you think – I mean, do you think this is the cakewalk, the cakewalk of the century for Arizona? Yeah, while we're here right now, do you have to admit that the south is the worst region? There's some pretty damn bad regions. East is pretty bad too. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's obvious that that the West is is just loaded. That's that's the best side. I mean, you have Duke, Michigan State, Memphis, Memphis. Gonzaga. Yup, I didn't leave your dogs out. Texas Tech, who's my actually pick to emerge out of that one. I don't want to step on any toes there. I'm sure you got Memphis coming out of that one, but it's just a loaded it's a loaded side of the bracket. Um, but yeah, I think the South, uh, honestly, the Midwest is pretty bad too. Kansas, they're not their usual selves. Auburn, total frauds. Um, the three seed is Wisconsin. They they could emerge out of that. And I do like Iowa too. I, we all we all know Big Ten's going to roll this year. So I guess let's let's bring it back a second here and tell me, Spaz, who's in your Final Four? Well, you know, since you're all over the Big Ten, I expect you to have four Big Ten teams in your Final Four. But I, however, only have one. I have Wisconsin, Arizona, Texas Tech, and UCLA. Oh, I like that Texas Tech pick. Texas Tech is one of my big-time sleepers in this year's tournament. I actually have them, like I said, going into the Final Four. Uh, I also have Baylor, Arizona, and I did include the Big Ten dog, Iowa. I think they roll out of that Midwest side. I think they're going to beat up on Wisconsin. Um, I like Iowa. I like Iowa to take a run. You well, you think it, you think it's going to be Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I think if it comes down to it, if it comes down to a rematch, that they can get it done. They could beat Iowa. They've beat them before. Wisconsin, man, they just slow down the ball. I know Iowa likes to score 100 points a game, but I think with if Wisconsin can control the tempo, they're going to win. But I want to jump in real quick since, you know, we both are on the same page with Texas Tech. I think there's a lot of value for people to bet out there. Texas Tech is plus 325 to make the Final Four. Ooh. They have the best defense in college. They have the best adjusted defense in Ken Palm, and they have the slowest tempo tempo in college they really know how to slow the ball down i think texas tech to make the final four is a lock at plus 325 yeah i think so too and whether this really means much of anything i always like to look at these funky stats and stuff but when you look at texas tech and their strength of schedule they've played 11 ranked teams they've played 11 top 25 teams and they've gone seven and four while doing so that's got to be one of the higher numbers up there in this entire tournament so they obviously know big games they know what they know how to play. They know how to win the big games. Again, seven and four. That's pretty damn good. And really looking at their route, again, coming out of the West, going to be tough. Realistically, they're probably going to face Montana State in the first round. That's easy. I actually have Rutgers beating Alabama in the second round. So let's say they beat Rutgers. Then it gets tough. They're going to face Duke and then possibly Gonzaga. I'm sure you're going to disagree with me. You don't think Gonzaga is going to go too far, do you? No, I think Gonzaga actually might be the first one seed to fall. Oh, I like that. I like that. And let me guess, is it going to be to Memphis or is it Georgia State? It's going to be to Memphis. Memphis is a nightmare matchup for Gonzaga. Their strengths are both their size, but uh, while Memphis does lack at scoring, they are a better defensive team. Since January 9th, Memphis is the number one defense in the country, and uh, including that Houston loss in the AAC Conference Tournament, Memphis has the third adjusted offense. So I think Memphis is going to give Gonzaga some problems for sure. So what uh, is there any update on Amani Bates? Is he coming back? He is with the team. It came out about 22 minutes ago that he's traveling with the team to Portland, Oregon. However, they don't expect him to play. He's going to be on the bench. I doubt he plays. He has a lot of back injuries. But regardless, I expect Memphis to uh, shock everyone and surprise Gonzaga. For sure. Yeah, the back issues probably result of carrying that big ego around. But I wanted to offer you, Spaz, a little fun bet since we – we both have Texas Tech. We both have Arizona in the Final Four. Our only two differing teams, uh, I have Baylor, you have UCLA. I have Iowa, you have Wisconsin. 
Should we do a fun little bet? Maybe $10 for every team that's in the final four that, that I guess the other person doesn't have, which in this situation, mine would be Baylor and Iowa. Yours would be UCLA, Wisconsin. Yep. I love it. And again, obviously this is assuming either, either, or I guess any of those four teams even get in. So we're going to have to write that one down. I look forward to you paying me that $20 when Iowa and Baylor are both in. That's a lock. I mean, I, listen, it's March. I'm dialed in. I just, this is when I kind of, I, I start to get hot. And it, a lot of the listeners know from last year, I called Gonzaga getting blown out in the championship game. I think a lot of people did too. That's kind of low hanging fruit, but just the entire tournament, you know, I paid my bills. I paid my debt off. I did all this stuff. So again, I, I'm already prepared. I'm already spending that $20 that you're going to give me. Um, Spaz, give me a team that you think is poised to make a deep run into this tournament. Yes, I love the San Francisco Dons men's basketball two-time national championship winning team. They, you know, don't get a lot of credits there in the West Coast, but that's also Gonzaga and St. Mary's uh, conference. I will say this, San Francisco, both times they played Gonzaga, they covered big spreads always. They have beat St. Mary's, who that is a team who beat Gonzaga. And this is a team that is the fourth tallest team in college basketball. They are all over the floor. But the number one thing about San Francisco is they have outbeat every single team except for Gonzaga once in rebounds. This is a team that the uh, Murray State Racers do not want to see in the first round. Murray State plays small ball. They're going to get out-rebounded. I think San Francisco is on a special run this year, and I could see them making the Final Four. Oh, I like that. I like that. And we're going to have to dive into that matchup a little bit later just because I really like that matchup. That's one of the highlighted matchups that I want to talk about. Because, again, you're talking about a Murray State team that's – I mean, this isn't a cakewalk. They're 30-2 and two heading into this one. But, again, we'll jump into that in a second. Um, as again, since this is the San Francisco Donsmans, can you tell me what a Donsman is? Uh, it's a pimp, correct? I have no idea. I'm asking you. I, I figured this would be something right down your your alley. No, I would assume it's a pimp, but the uh, you know I'll also look that I'll look that up and get back to you in about thirty seconds. Yeah, so I'm looking it up right now. Um, I can't find anything. I'm not getting that. much. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not getting much. I see Don Man, um, and this is the most respected or highest ranking boss in an activity. So we're just gonna roll with that one, assuming that's what it is. So I, again, I don't know who comes up with that name, who does that, but. I'm going to tell you who my big-time sleeper is. And this one, a lot of people are big on this, so, again, maybe low-hanging fruit for me. But, you know, I'm just going to take the easy money where it is. I like Virginia Tech to make a run in this one. Obviously, they're one of the hottest teams in the, heading into the tournament. They weren't even projected to get in. They got the automatic bid from the ACC championship win. They, they blew apart Duke. Um, and they have a pretty easy path, too. You know, they have Texas in the first round. They're actually plus, only plus one on that, the 11-6 and six seed. They're only plus one. I think they win there. They're going to have a tough time with Purdue, but outside of Purdue, I mean, let's say, let's say, just say you're wrong about San Francisco for a second. They're either facing Kentucky, who's washed this year. I mean, that's a bad Kentucky team this year at the two seed, or San Francisco to get into the Elite Eight. And then, then they kind of have a little bit of a challenge within Baylor. But again, they're so hot. I think they can get it done. Um, if that's the case, they're going to make the final four. Again, I, I'm not, I'm not betting that Virginia Tech's going to make the final four. I'm just saying that it's a, definitely a dark horse. So is it a coincidence that Virginia Tech and San Francisco, who are both our sleepers are in the same region? Yeah. Kind of an interesting thing here. I didn't even realize that up until, uh, until you brought that up, we should do maybe another little fun bet here on who goes farther 
out of that East region, maybe just a dollar per game or two, a couple bucks per game on, on how far they go. Yeah. I love it. So let's do that. Um, but let's see, what else do I got? Well, just cause we have, we, I really want to get into these matchups more than anything else. Um, the first one seed to go down, I think we can both agree. At least I, I can tell you it's going to be Gonzaga. That's a fact. This team is always, it's, they're always the bride maids, never the bride. They always just seem to, oh, you know, they win a million games. They're putting up 200 points in the regular season. It doesn't matter. They play high school teams. They play mentally disabled teams. So until they really get into the tournament, nothing really speaks for itself. So I got Gonzaga going down early, possibly to Memphis. So I'm sure you probably love to hear that. But if they don't lose to Memphis, they're definitely losing in the Sweet 16. What about you? I love that. I got to agree wholeheartedly with Gonzaga. The only thing I got to say real quick is watch out for that second round Kansas versus San Diego State potential matchup. That would be a nightmare for Kansas, a team who could not play slow. San Diego State, number one defensive tempo in the league. That could be a nightmare matchup. Yeah, holding teams of 57 points a game. That San Diego State defense is, they're definitely for real. Um, I got to ask you, though, Spaz. So you have Gonzaga going down early. You think they're frauds, correct? Yes. So with that logic, doesn't that kind of defeat your point of the San Francisco run? I know you use Gonzaga as kind of an anchor. They could cover against Gonzaga, but really, I mean, can't can't anyone cover against Gonzaga with a pulse? No, because this is a team that puts up a lot of points. Like, look at Georgia State. They're not going to cover plus 22 and a half. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the whole thing, though. Gonzaga loves to beat up on these dog shit teams like Georgia State. But when they play a good team they might lose. That's why I'm saying they've, they've obviously beat – they beat San Francisco three times, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, what's that really say about San Francisco? You have a fraudulent Gonzaga team beating up on San Francisco. All I'm saying is it's March. Anything can happen. These guys are ready. Gonzaga's a regular season team. They've already lost to Bama and St. Mary's. You're right. Anyone could beat them, but this San Francisco team special. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, honestly, that's that's the most beautiful time or the most beautiful bar- part about this time of year is anything can happen. I mean, we could see Georgia State make a run in, <laughs> into the uh, into the final four here. Wasn't Georgia State the team that had and I you may or may not remember this. I could just be sounding like an idiot here. But weren't they the team that a few years ago their coach was in like a wheelchair or whatever no, on the sideline. No, like no, 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 their dad, their dad was Ron Harper, and his son played for him and made that crazy buzzer beater yeah, shot. Yeah, when he was on the wheelchair, right? He was on the scooter thing. Yeah, and he fell off of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Georgia State? Yes, Ron Harper. Okay, I got Georgia State to cover plus 21 there. Um, so let's jump into some of the matchups here. Spaz, give me your favorite matchup to jump into as far as the first round. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it first round on this episode. If not, we'd be talking forever. But who do you got first round as far as a great matchup? Yeah, my favorite matchup has got to be Vermont and Arkansas. Uh, this Vermont team is a team that can score 10 billion points. They're yeah. super fun to watch, super athletic. All their guys are in shape. Every guy on their team, uh, with the ex- every starter on their team, with the exception of their center, runs track for University of Vermont. Jeez, OP. Yeah, I think, honestly, so for, when we look at the line on this one, Vermont's plus five. Their money line's plus 180. I actually have Vermont, Vermont winning this one outright. So, again, we're starting to get into the locks here. Get the pen and paper out. Write this one down. And, of course, it's a pen, not a pencil, because we're locked in. We're locking these in. Fuck it. Don't even write this down. Open up your sportsbook app right now and hammer Vermont plus five. If you're feeling a little bit risky, go money line plus 180. But Vermont plus five, 
I'm telling you guys right now, that's free money. The fact that you're on this, the fact that I'm on this, we're, we're, this is just this free money. So make sure that you're paying your bills with this money. We don't want this money to go to drugs or alcohol. This is strictly to pay your bills. <laughs> I, say I, yeah, I want your money to go to drugs or alcohol. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let me ask you about this one. Cause I know this one maybe has the, uh, I guess the most controversy around it. And that's going to be Michigan, Colorado state, Colorado state's dogs in this one, plus two and a half money line plus one twenty five. The reason that there's controversy around this one is as a lot of you guys know, Michigan finished the season at 17 and 14. A lot of people think they shouldn't have gotten in, but they're in and they're favorites. What's your take on this one Spaz? Yeah, they shouldn't be in, but if you're going to throw them in, make them at least a play-in team. How is Indiana having to do a play-in game, but Michigan does it? Indiana is way better than Michigan. Michigan is some frauds. I don't like Colorado State, but I really don't think Michigan deserves to be in. I'm taking Colorado State to cover plus two and a half. Are you going to take uh, money line? Are you just sticking with the points here? Just the points. It's March. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely like maybe a, a late buzzer beater from Sister Jean at the at the half or whatever. But um I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go against you on this one. I think we're rolling Big Ten um the whole time. Obviously, as a lot of the guys know, Big Ten's got nine teams in. That's more than any conference ever in history of the NCAA tournament. And so I think that just goes to show a lot about what the Big Ten has done this year. Obviously, you know, they're the most versatile conference, not only in basketball, but in football as well. So I'm going to say Michigan here just because they've, they've actually played real teams. I don't know if Colorado State has actually even played anybody. So Michigan, they, they're a little bit more battle-tested. I'm going to go it, – again, it's hard to, to say cover that line. I'm not going to say this is a lock, a super big lock. What I'm going to say, though, is this is a good parlay piece. Maybe throw this into something where you can build a parlay of you know plus 350, plus 400, something like that. But, again, we're going to roll Big Ten this tournament. I'm very bullish – on the Big Ten to make something happen. Um, what I mean, what let me let me ask you this, Baz. What's your conference of choice here for for this tournament? My conference choice is the Big Twelve. It's the number one tournament. They have the most one seeds. They overall are, have played the best basketball. I would not be surprised if a Big Twelve team had cut down the net. That's fair. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. That's fair. I mean, when you have you know all of what four teams make the tournament. Your odds aren't very great, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the big 12, they definitely got some dogs this year, so we'll see. But uh, I wanted to jump into one of my favorite matchups. Actually, this is, this is my favorite matchup. I'm about to get you guys paid. All right. This one's going to be Tennessee Longwood. All right. I don't know where Longwood is on the map. I don't know what the mascot even is. I don't know anything about this team. All I know is the money lines plus 1200 and we're hammering this. And I'm just kidding. I actually do know a little bit about this matchup. What we have to understand about Longwood is this team can score. So not only is the line plus 17, I'm putting every penny that I have on plus 17, but everything else that I'm taking out a a second mortgage, I'm taking out a loan to put it on the money line as well. But not only is Longwood came in, they're coming into this game winning 19 of their last 20, but they're the highest team. They are the most efficient team from the three-point range, shooting 38.6%. This team is going to score baskets. There's no doubt about that. And a lot of people are going to, you know, they're going to DM me. They're going to tweet me. Oh, you know, they played Iowa and they lost. They lost by 33. But listen, this is March. Anything can happen. I'm telling you guys, Longwood money line plus 1,200. This is a lock. Not only is the plus 17 lock, but I like the money line. 
at plus twelve hundred here. Spaz, am I am I off my rocker? No, for what it's worth, they beat UNBC eighty-two to fifty-five. Yeah. That is, and they route right. too. They route. Yeah. yeah, you can never go wrong with picking the Lancers. Is it the Lancers? It is the Lancers. Yep, they are first in Big South. So where is Longwood? Can any? Can you tell me? Just off yeah. the top of your head. Yeah, it's in Farmville, Virginia. <laughs> you had to look that one up. No, I knew that. How did you know that? I got a family out of Virginia. <laughs> are they big Longwood fans? They're big Lancer fans. <laughs> Jeez, OP. Well, Spaz, give me another matchup that you like. I love, as I had said previously, the San Francisco-Murray State game. The San Francisco Dons plus 1.5 spread, plus 105 money line. I'm hammering San Francisco. Murray State is a team that you know really came out of nowhere. They did have a, a few good wins this season. They beat Memphis in Memphis, even though Memphis was not at their full potential that game. Murray State's coach is what scares me. I don't think he's going to know how to, you know, get these guys to play up to size in San Francisco. Murray State plays small ball basketball. They're going to get absolutely dominated in the paint. I would be surprised if Murray State gets one rebound this game. I love San Francisco to win this game. I'm all over it. Yeah, the size, the the size mismatch is a little bit, uh, you know, not in Murray State's advantage. But again, you're talking about a Murray State team. They're entering this game on a 20-game winning streak, right? They're 30-2, and 20-game winning streak. They do have that big six foot ten guy, K.J. Williams. Um, and also, too, I mean, just looking at San Francisco, I mean, we when we look at when they play actual teams, Gonzaga lost three times, St. Mary's lost twice, Loyola Chicago lost by five. I mean, you, this team really struggles against anyone with a pulse. And 30-2, and two, the Murray Racers, I mean, they definitely have a pulse. I think I, I'm going to go against you, Spaz, on this one. I think Murray State gets this one done. I, I mean, 30 and two. It's hard to it's hard to disagree with, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's also the OVC Ohio Valley Conference. It's not a lot of good competition there. It's true. It is true. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that one plays out. I, I would say that one is one of my favorite ones. But as far as like the competitiveness of of that game, I think that one's going to be mm-hmm. just a dogfight. I'm going to stay away. Just because I don't want to touch that line plus one and a half, Spaz. I'm I'm going to warn you right now. You're going to be sweating that game. Oh, I bet. Well, you want to talk about least competitive teams? Let's talk about South Dakota State versus Providence. What do you think yeah. about this matchup? So you actually opened my eyes up a little bit on South Dakota State. I know you're a big you're a big South Dakota State guy. I'm going with Providence. And listen, I understand. I'm not a chump. I understand. When I look at this number, it's Providence minus two. And again, this is a four seed versus a 13 seed. I'm no dummy. I realize that big money's on South Dakota State. I don't care. I'm blocking it out. I'm going, I'm looking at the number. I'm looking at the four seed versus the 13 seed. I'm looking at the four seed minus two. They're covering that. They're covering that all day. I'm probably going to throw the money line in a parlay, maybe the one with Michigan. I think this is easy. But I'm curious to hear what you have to say about South Dakota State. This is you were you were big on these guys early on in the season. Yeah, I love my Jackrabbits. They are currently 125th in Ken Palm. Overall offensive efficiency, though, they are 13th in Ken Palm. This is a team that knows how to shoot three. They average about 59.4% from three. They could be lights out. The only thing that scares me is their conference. The reason why I'm taking South Dakota State over Providence is Providence has burned me this season their record is not as good as it says they are always in these close games that they just manage to pull out at the end when providence was playing butler about three weeks ago butler had four of their starters not playing 
and they still had led Providence 23 at halftime. I think Providence is not good enough. The South Dakota State team is a team that the hungry dog runs faster. It's March. Yeah. Let's roll Jackrabbits. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying this. You know, Lenardi, Leon, what, what, I always forget, mispronounced that guy's name. It was Lenardi, right? Yes, Joe, Lenard, Joe, Joe Lenardi. Lenardi. Yeah, okay. Yes. I'm a little, I'm a little off on this on this Tuesday, but you know, Lenardi's big on South Dakota State. He has him beating Providence, and then he has him beating Iowa again. This guy's a bozo. This guy doesn't know anything <laughs> that he's talking about. Everything that he says on his shows is just completely fed to him. This guy doesn't do the research. He doesn't watch the games. I know that for a fact. I have an inside source that has told me so. He said he actually hates college basketball. He'll maybe watch one or two games a year. So, again, anything that this guy says, I'm fading. And so that even makes me happier that he's taking South Dakota State to advance to the Sweet 16. I think they get blown apart by 85 by Providence. Um, but jumping into the, our, our last matchup that I know we wanted to talk about, it's the one that you have to talk about. It's the one, you know, when you think of March, you think of that decaying corpse that is Sister Jean. And, oh, no. <laughs> and I, you know, I love Sister Jean. She's, she's a great woman. She's, she's done wonders for that university, even though she's not, she didn't graduate there. She kind of bandwagoned. But that's a story for a different day. Spaz, take me through right now. We have Loyola Chicago, the 10 seed, playing the 7 seed Ohio State. And this is pretty much a pick em. Ohio State is getting a little bit of the edge here. They're at minus 111 on the money line. Loyola's minus 108. So it really is a pick em at the end of the day. Um, what's your take on this one? Yes, of course, that line did move. Loyola opened up at minus 125. A bunch of the Sharks came in and bet Ohio State. The thing with this game is Loyola – Yes, they have a pretty good team. They have a veteran team, a lot of guys coming back, which is always scary. But they don't have Crutwig, who was the centerpiece of this team, if you guys remember, just a couple years back. That, of course, was a guy who was 7'20". He's a 17 billion pound giant. <laughs> He's nowhere on this team. Loyola, while they do have the more experienced team, Ohio State plays real competition throughout the season. We all know Big Ten is no joke. Loyola, uh, Chicago does not have any... Uh, games this year against the Big Ten that we can compare against. I no, don't that is know. incorrect. They do have one game against Michigan State where they lost. Okay, yeah, but Michigan State is not a real Big Ten team. That's <laughs> dog shit. The thing with this game is this is the only game I'm I'm just staying away. I cannot read this game for whatever reason. I would if I had a gun in my head go Ohio State just because they play better competition. I just don't know enough about them. And that Ohio State loss to Michigan last week scares me. Yeah, and we have to remember, too, they have the youngest coach in D1. He's 30 years old, Drew Valentine. So, I mean, we really got to ask ourselves, is this guy really born for March? I know – I was he their coach? How long has he been their coach? Do you have any three idea? Three years. Yeah, three years. So, he wasn't on that run when they in 2016 when they made the Final Four, right? No, he was not. Yeah, so this guy's obviously a joke. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's always cakewalk for Loyola. Uh, you know, it's interesting with this one. I've gone back and forth eight different times looking at this one. I, I you know, I've done the the matchup. I've I've done my my research and stuff. My first initial bet, and I placed the money down. I bet on Ohio State. I said Ohio State's going to win money line. Maybe I was the one moving the line a little bit. Um, but uh, again, for whatever reason, I immediately faded myself. So I immediately then placed a bet on Loyola Chicago, which guarantees me to lose money. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to make sure not to lose enough money. And then what did I do this morning? I go back. I said Ohio State's winning this game outright. I put even more money on Ohio State money line. So I have I have an absurd amount of money on both teams. I don't know what I'm really doing. I'm probably going to place some more money on Loyola Chicago and just lose even more money. 
But this is one where it's just I, it's going to be a game time decision for me. Maybe if if one of these teams go down big early, I might hammer the other side with the points. One thing that I do want to note is that, and it's so it's so telling of Loyola Chicago because they're so scared of you know dry actually driving the ball. But they they have one of the highest shooting percentages from two points from the field goal. I don't know why I just said it like that from from <laughs> the two point field goal. I sound like an idiot, but um, they're also a big time three point shooting team. So. I don't know. This this team could get hot. This team could also do. We also have to remember. I mean, it's the sister Jean magic. Does she still have a little magic left in her? No, I don't. Th- I think she's too damn old. Her fucking deathbed is on the way. <laughs> I mean, she's been through the ringer. Honestly, when I so just just to kind of um, break off here for a second, um, a couple months ago when Betty White died, I saw a picture. I didn't read the headline. It was just this picture, and it said breaking news you know, passed away and it was a picture of Betty White. I thought it was sister Jean, but you know, (laughs) it turns out it was Betty White, which unfortunately that, uh, you know, Betty White was a treasure, but um, yeah, I I don't want to get too far off on that. Spaz, what else do we have as far as any matchups? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. If you want to make a hundred million percent guaranteed, it's a fixed game. You heard it here first. This game is fixed. The results are already out. (laughs) Pre-tape this game. If you want to make some money, Bet UAB plus eight and a half versus Houston, and let me tell you why. Houston has had a lot of problems right now. They don't have Jack Sasser, excuse me, Marcus Sasser. For those of you guys know, Marcus Sasser was Houston's number one player. He's a senior on that team, averaging 18 a game. He's out. Fabian White, their center, he's got a back injury. He hurt his back against Memphis. He might be out. UAB is rolling. For those of you guys know, uh, there UAB has a guy who we call Jelly Walker, Jordan Jelly Walker. He is the Seton Hall guard who transferred to UAB. He averages 21 in college. This is a real person, yes. I know this doesn't happen often, but he had 27 in the uh, tournament t- title game. This guy is no joke. Eight and a half is way too big of a spread. Houston is one of those teams that play slow. They always start out slow, and UAB is a team that starts out scoring fast you got a guy like elijah tate at the wing who shoots lights out and another problem with houston is they play a lot of one two two zone they can't really protect against the triangle that uab runs and they have just two off offensive efficient guards that just are lights out uab plus eight and a half hammer i'm hammering it right now as we speak um, one game that i didn't initially want to talk about but it just kind of you know jumped up into my head and that's going to be Michigan State Davidson. Obviously, as you guys know, I'm a Michigan State guy. I'm taking Michigan State here. Um, I believe they're minus one and a half, something like that. Nothing crazy. A lot of people are saying it's going to be Davidson that's going to run away with that one. Um, I don't know for whoever's a Michigan State fan. If you guys remember Foster Lawyer, he was he wasn't really a big piece. He was he was a bench piece for the Spartans. Um, he averaged like four points a game, whatever it was. He actually transferred to Davidson of all places. So a lot of people are saying this is the Foster Lawyer revenge game, the revenge tour. They're saying Hammer Davidson, you know, he's going to go off for 60, stuff like that. I'm not buying into the hype. I'm still saying Michigan State. And that is a lock. I am locking that in. I know it doesn't sound like it. But Michigan State, that is a lock. They're going to play Duke um, in the second round in South Carolina. That is rigged. Obviously, the committee wants Coach K to make a run on his final year. That's just common sense. That's obvious. They're going to get blown apart on that one. So, um, but other than that, Spaz, give me one more 
Give, give me one more game that you are that you're, I guess, give me a game that you're not touching. Give me a game. You're just looking at it from, you know, a hundred feet up Perfect. and you look at it. What is it? Yeah, it's going to be Friday, 630 central time. Iowa State at LSU. As those of you guys know, LSU just fired Will Wade, for, uh, Will Wade Friday, their head coach, because he was doing a lot of violations. He was giving these guys cash. He paid players like Trenton Watford, who's now on the Portland Trailblazers, 100000 they're speculating. He gave them houses. Will Wade out at LSU. Iowa State is a decent team. LSU is a good team, but we don't know how they're going to play without their coach. Stay away from Iowa State at LSU. Yeah, not only that, but LSU, really both these teams have struggled down the stretch. LSU, after ripping open in the uh, beginning of the season, they've gone 9-9 nine and nine in conference play. So going just 500 in their last 18 games, I'm not touching that one. I'm staying far, far away. One game that I'm giving to you guys, and again, this is just free stuff. Like we, we usually have people pay us for picks. You know, we're doing a, a March Madness package. We're going. I'm going to talk about here in a second. But this is a free lock. This is a free mortal lock. This is going to hit. If it doesn't, you can show up to my house with a gun and murder me. But it's going to be <laughs> USC minus one and a half. And now I know what you're thinking, Spaz. Me and you, we both sat down. And we watched that game in the semifinals of the Pac-12 championship where they had 23 turnovers. But listen, they turned it around in that final game. I think they actually lost that championship game. I'm, uh, my mind's blank. They did. Me. Yeah. So but what we have to look at, we have to kind of take, take our eyes off of that. And we have to really look at this team for what it is. You know, you talk a lot about size and how important size is this time of year. Well, Spaz, what if I told you that four of their five starters are at least six foot nine? Would you say that's a pretty good looking team? Yeah, I'm aware. And the only one that's not six foot nine is Boogie Ellis, who's the number yep. one guard in the Pac 12. And that is a transfer out of your your Memphis Tigers. So you probably have a good idea on what he looks like. Can you give us a little scouting report on Boogie? Yeah, Boogie Ellis is a guy who averaged about 18.2 points a game. If you guys follow uh, NBA, which obviously you should fucking follow, he reminds me a lot of a Isaac Coro mixed with a little bit of a CJ McCollum. Just an undersized guard who can't shoot threes, but is very versatile. I love him, and I think he's a Pac-12 Conference Player of the Year. I love it. I love it. So not only that, but let's take a look at at uh, the Hurricanes, Miami Hurricanes. That's who they're playing. You look at a team that is bottom 15% of D1 in rebound rate. Now, again, going back to what I just said, when you have four out of your five starters that are six foot nine at least, what I mean, what is this going to mean for the rebounding for the Hurricanes? They're going to get killed on the boards, offensive, defensively. This is going to be USC by probably, I'm going to call it right now, I think this is going to be a 13-point win by the Trojans, and that is my mortal lock. Hammer that one. I, I mean, this isn't even a joke anymore, guys. This is just put whatever free money that you have, empty the units on this one. You're, I mean, you're really looking at probably one of the biggest, easiest bets of the tournament. So I'm going big on that one. Um, Spaz, what else did you have for us? Yeah, I know we said it last week, but the A-Sun just really disappointed us with Bellarmine not being eligible to make the tournament because Bellarmine was one of those sleeper teams, and they are not eligible for the tournament because they just turned Division One. Fuck Jacksonville State. No one wanted to see the Gamecocks. Everybody wanted to see Bellarmine in the tournament. Just absolutely disappointing. Yeah, that is disappointing. That actually brings me into my LaFleur of the week. It's that time again. You know, it's a weekly segment that we're doing. I'm not explaining it anymore. You guys are idiots if you don't understand it. But my LaFleur of the week is everyone taking Gonzaga to win this thing. We all know Gonzaga is not winning this thing. And they're the favorites. They're the heavy favorites. I believe they're sitting at a 40% probability to win this one. 
I'm not buying into the hype like everyone else does. And you know what? Actually, now that I say this out loud, I think I did the exact same thing last year. I think my LaFleur of the week was everyone who took Gonzaga to win the title. I was, you know, proven right. I'm going to be proven right once again. Gonzaga, you're fraud. Spaz, what about you? Yeah, my LaFleur of the week goes for the committee for snubbing Texas A&M. How the fuck are you going to have Michigan in the tournament, not Texas A&M? Texas A&M almost won the SEC championship. They went on a miracle run down the stretch. They were playing the best basketball at the best moment. I don't understand how the fuck they got snubbed. It all comes down to money and name recognition, and it's disgusting. Fuck this tournament. I'm going to be watching the NIT. Fuck March Madness. Texas A&M, minus 20.5, first round, book it. Yeah, and so, Spez, I actually have a question for you. So this, so it's, it's kind of a, I guess it's a good question for you because yeah, I know you have a very close family member that was in the committee um, not long ago. He did retire, but can you answer this? Do you think Texas A&M, obviously they lost by 15 in that SEC championship game. Do you think if they keep that game close, not win, but they keep it close that they're in? No, and there's a big controversy why. It just came out. There's you know speculation turned into facts. The Sunday games, spoiler alert, Sunday games on March Madness, the last Sunday of the year, they don't matter. It does nothing to do with seeding. It has nothing to do, unless you're one of those one-bid conferences that's an automatic win. The Sunday games do not matter. If they mattered, Tennessee would not be a three seed. If they mattered, uh, Iowa would be a higher seed. If they mattered, Texas A&M would be in. It's all for TV because they need to show something for Selection Sunday. They can't have bull riding on before the March Madness Selection Sunday show. It's all for ratings. It's a fucking scam. Fuck the NCAA committee. So you think, and again, you probably have a bit more of an inside scoop than we do here. You think that, that the committee already has it decided going into Sunday morning? Oh, yeah. They have it decided by Thursday or Friday. <laughs> and the thing is, they, they have like 20 different brackets, too, for all the types of scenarios. The only thing that matters is the one-bid conferences. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. My favorite thing, I don't know if you saw this or not. I forget which which game it was. It was on Sunday. It was like late in Sunday. It was like maybe a couple hours before the um, the selection show. And we have a lot of key games going on. They showed the committee and they even said, they said, oh, look, you know, look at the committee. They're hard at work. There was there was one person in the room and he was playing Minesweeper on his computer and they, they quickly cut away. They didn't want to show that guy playing oh, Minesweeper. No. But I think that goes to your point in saying that, yeah, they have this one decided probably earlier than than sunday i think that's probably a good uh, a good point um spaz is there anything else that you have for us that's that's really all i got yeah so we have some terrible news i don't know if it's our responsibility to break the news but the we were supposed to have the biggest interview of our lifetime we were supposed to interview the anonymous millionaire who bought tom brady's ball uh you know before tom yeah, brady yeah. announced his retirement well the guy killed himself <laughs> no 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 i don't mean to laugh i'm not i'm laughing out of out of shock really i mean that's that's horrible news i mean where did you hear this i heard it from www.loyalachicago.com so i don't know how accurate it is but they're saying he used that money well he used that money on the brady's ball but he really meant to put it all on oil to go to the tournament so either way he was lighting that money on fire but yeah, he's Dude, that, that's a that's a mattress Mac type purchase, if you ask me. The whole thing is, and I, I don't want to get too into it, but the whole thing is, why would he buy that ball when he knows that there's like an eighty percent chance that Brady unretires? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just money laundering going on. But if you need some money laundering, 
hammer Gonzaga minus twenty million because only a sucker would take that bet. Yeah, and so listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you guys real nice and simple. Um, right now we're doing a March Madness giveaway. Well, not really a giveaway. Well, I guess it is technically a giveaway, but we're we're giving out our March Madness package. It's thirty locks, and it's gonna be just for thirty bucks. I mean, you really cannot beat this price. You're talking a lock for a dollar. I guarantee you guys have thirty bucks in your sportsbook account that you're gonna throw on some parlay that has zero chance. So instead of doing that, pull it out, get this March Madness package, and let's make some money. Let's all make some money together. Me and Spaz, this is what we do. We get hot in March. We get hot during the NCAA tournament. We, I mean, that's just what we simply do. I don't want to you know, toot our horns here or anything, but it's just what we do. Um, and the giveaway aspect of it is, is we're giving away. I have it right now. I'm looking at it. It's a complete set, the 2020-2021 Optic Donruss NBA complete set. So every single player, that's Anthony Edwards rookie, LaMelo Ball rookie, um, you know, I, I don't know anything else about the NBA. I'm just looking at the package. It's factory sealed. I can't even open it. But whoever um, whoever buys it, they're going to be entered into a raffle to win this thing. So, again, even if you don't win it, you're getting 30 locks for $30. That's probably going to make you, you know, exponential amount of dollars. So this is a no-brainer to me. Go ahead. Go to our website, LockedInBets.com. Go to the season package and hammer it. Um, Spaz, what else do you have for us? Yeah, there's no chance you're listening to this before the Indiana game, but if you do hammer Indiana minus four, that's the lock of the night. Lock of the night. And even if you're listening after and Indiana doesn't cover, then you know that we're frauds. But I guarantee we talked about this one a long time. Indiana's free money. So, again, you're going to listen to this. You're going to pull up your phone. You're going to type in Indiana men's basketball score, and you're going to see that they covered the four points. You're going to go ahead, go to lockedinbets.com, and you're going to buy our package. So, but like I said, that's all I got for us, guys. Um, you know the drill. Follow us on the socials. Um, we are doing a tournament bracket challenge, the, uh, you know, the ESPN thing. $50 to whoever wins it, just free. It's free to enter, 50 bucks to win it. So that's obviously a no-brainer. Um, but, yeah, Spaz, is there, is there anything else that you wanted to lead us out on? Give us something. Give us some uh, encouraging uh, piece of advice here heading into you know, this tournament. Okay, boys, if you guys have lost every single dollar on the first four out games and you don't even have money for the first round, <laughs> just know this. Rally together, boys. Send us your locks. We're all going to get behind one pick. I think it should be Vermont plus five. Let's ride it out into the sunset. And, yeah, don't bet on the first four out unless you have the money to. Let's, yep. be, resp- let's be responsible this March. Let's get some money. Let's have fun. That's what's most important. Yep. Can't wait, guys. Uh, look forward to hearing from you on the next episode where we count our money, count our winnings, and, you know, we'll go from there. But thanks, guys, for listening. Peace out.